Hello there, worthy and deserving, beautiful human beings. Today, we're going to talk about trauma bonding. If you don't know me, my name is Ibby. I am a dating coach and mental health therapist. I help women break free from the cycles of toxic relationships and situationships, heal and move forward to finding and securing happy, healthy love. Now, a common misconception of trauma bonding is that it involves the codependent attachment and bonding of two individuals who have experienced similar traumas. Now, while I'm sure this exists, the proper term for it is not trauma bonding. A trauma bond occurs when an abused individual forms an intense emotional addiction to their abuser. Now, I'm going to call it an addiction because that's simply what it is. Essentially, an addiction is formed when the repeated occurrence of an event changes the way your brain feels pleasure, right? Think of this in terms of other addictions, such as gambling, which is a behavioral addiction, and alcohol, which is a substance addiction. But today, let's just focus solely on emotional addictions, which is the same concept. You are addicted to the repeated occurrence of an emotional manipulation or an emotional abuse. So these relationships generally start off feeling really, really good, right? They put you in a whirlwind of dopamine, which is the feel-good hormone, and you're on a high and feeling like you just discovered your soulmate, right? Things are great. They're fun, exciting, and intense, and it causes you to fall really hard really fast. And once you fall in, the cycle begins. Now you're going from bliss to intense chaos. The smallest arguments turn into a war. You thought it was something minor, but oh no, it's not. Suddenly they're feeling overwhelmed and everything becomes your fault and they feel like you can't understand them and you're the cause of all their troubles, right? And this is when the abuse happens. Now, this can be anything from sexual or physical violence to attempts to control your behavior by manipulating you, gaslighting you, threatening you, blaming you, calling you names, insulting you, whatever their form of abuse is. So now you're just in a state of confusion and frustration and pain and even fear Because now you feel like everything you do results in a direct behavior change of this other person. So you're feeling the heavy weight of now watching everything you do, walking on eggshells because you're confused. Things were just great, right? They've made you feel that way. They made you feel like it's your fault because they're blaming you for everything. More than likely, they have openly and blatantly blamed you. So now you're on hyper alert, apologizing, trying to get back in their good graces, defending your character, reminding them of what y'all have and all the beautiful moments and how you're never going to leave their side. And what are they doing during all this, right? They are just eating this up. Now they know they've got you hooked. Now they know you're not going anywhere. So then a reconciliation happens. 
From my experience with my clients, a lot of these abusers don't even end up apologizing. Somehow you're the one who ends up apologizing and trying to get back in their good graces. And slowly but surely, they do start to come around. Treating you somehow like you're their offspring and they're the abusive parent who gets you McDonald's once they feel like you've been punished enough. Let's revisit apologies. Some abusers do apologize, especially when it involves physical abuse. Cases of domestic violence often involve an apology because there's physical evidence. Whereas emotional abusers don't ever actually think they're doing anything wrong. And you don't think that it's that big of a deal because the scars of emotional abuse are internal. So once the reconciliation happens and the calm has entered the chat, the dopamine rises and you're almost completely forgetful of what has just occurred, like the abuse that has just occurred. So you almost completely forget about the trauma that they just put you through. I mean, why would you want to remember that, right? Things are good now. Everything is peachy, creamy, figuratively, and very quite literally, if you know what I mean. And you've been through this before, so you kind of know what happens next. And you kind of know that this probably isn't peaches and cream. This is not where it ends, because the cycle begins again. If not tonight, then tomorrow, or next week, or the week after that. And deep down, you know this, but at this moment, you just want to hold on to the sprinkle the breadcrumbs of good that you can get out of this person. So let me just go ahead and tell you what you can do about this because it's a lot and you're probably really tired of feeling how you feel in this relationship and in the ups and downs of this cycle. A lot of people, including myself, I've said this before, will tell you to just cut the person off, go cold turkey and move. Literally pack up your things and move to another state, another city, another town, another country. And that's wise advice, okay? That is probably the most effective way to remove yourself out of a toxic situation, an unhealthy situation, is to physically move. Cut the person off, block them, and go cold turkey. However, I understand that this is not always the most feasible solution for everyone. It is definitely circumstantial. There might be kids involved, there might be financial restrictions involved, familial restrictions, just really anything. This might be the only person that you have. So it's very circumstantial. But at some point, you should get out. You should find a way to remove yourself far from the person and far from the situation because the trap will just keep luring you back in. That's how an addiction works, right? So anyway, I bet you're wondering, what are some tangible things I can do today if I can't just up and leave? Like, what can I actually do? Well, first, I know that biblically and otherwise, love is not supposed to keep a record of wrongs. However, in this instance, let's not call it love. Because that's honestly one of the number one ideas that keeps people stuck. The idea that love is supposed to cover all wrongs and keep you together forever. And a lot of the time I hear women say, but I love them, but I love them, but I love him, but I love her. So how about 
we call it an addiction, an unhealthy attachment, if you will, a trauma bond. And that's not to say there's no love involved, because there probably is. I'm not going to discredit that. There probably is love involved. But let's not focus on that, which is keeping you stuck. Let's just name it what it is. That's step one. You're being emotionally abused. You're being emotionally manipulated. You're in a trauma bond. Step two is to go ahead and keep that record of wrongs, okay? You need to remind yourself of the circumstances at hand. You need to visually see what you are going through each and every day. Because a lot of times, like I mentioned earlier, when the calm happens and you are back at a good place, you get the illusion, the hope that things are going to stay great. And you need to remind yourself, you need to make it plain. You need to have it visually in front of you to remind yourself that the calm never, ever stays. And if you remain in the cycle, you'll be doing it for the rest of your life. Because the person will never change. They have absolutely no reason to change. This is what works for them. Especially because they know that's what's kept you hooked for so long. Why would they change? They're literally winning. So they have no reason to change. So you just need to go ahead and get that journal out, open your phone's note-taking app, get out an index card or even a sticky note. Whatever you have, don't procrastinate. Just grab something. Jot down what happens. Jot down how you feel during each stage of the cycle. Jot down how the reconciliation happens. Jot down some of the things they say and do to you. Do this right after it happens each time. Keep this record for yourself, of course. Don't have it, you know, in their line of sight or use it for fuel in an argument. Don't do that. This is just like a first step for you to see if you notice a pattern, right? Because a lot of the times when we tell people to just go ahead and leave and move on and block them, Those feel like really far off steps because you feel like you're not ready to do that yet. So it causes you to procrastinate even more. So don't procrastinate on this. This is something you can do today. You can literally just grab a journal, a sheet of paper, anything today, and just go ahead and start keeping record of the things that are going on and how you're feeling as they're going on, right? And when you have gathered enough data to show yourself the severity of the situation and to remind yourself why you deserve better, then you can go ahead and seek out an accountability partner to help you set boundaries and eventually let go. This can be in the form of a trusted friend, a family member, a therapist, whatever you need to do, go ahead and find you an accountability partner when you feel like you have reached that step. Because a lot of the times we feel like we're just going to fall out of love and then eventually we're going to move on. But that's the thing with a trauma bond and an addiction. You're not just going to fall out of it. Okay, so I have one more note for you to consider. If you feel that what I've spoken about today does not apply to you, because I did talk about some heavy things today in terms of abuse, and I did mention some pretty specific points, so you may feel that they don't specifically apply to you. However, one way to know that you may indeed be in a trauma bond is that you're stuck. You and people who genuinely care about you have told you time and time again that this relationship is not good for you. Seven times out of 10, you don't feel good about yourself due to the circumstances in the relationship. You don't even like yourself anymore. 
You feel like you're to blame for everything that goes wrong in the relationship. You honestly don't even know who you are anymore because your identity is rooted in your attachment to this person in your desire to keep them around and in your hyper alertness to make sure you're not doing anything to set them off. If you see all these things are happening within and without you, you may indeed be in a a trauma bond or at the very least an unhealthy attachment or addiction to the person. And these tips can apply for you too. So that's all I have for today about the topic of trauma bonding. If you want to learn more, I can do another series on this and we can just keep it going from there and adding more tangible steps for you to take. Always remember, you deserve every good thing. The very best.